You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler producing the show today. It's the last day of quarterback week. Part of me wants to say, you know what? Every day is quarterback week. But but today is the last day officially of quarterback week, which means we have a whole bunch of quarterbacks to place with teams, right? Ahead of free agency, ahead of the draft, we're trying to make sense of the situation. And maybe none is more difficult to make sense of than the Lamar Jackson situation. I mean, we can could, we could look at Derek Carr, and it's okay. He... Wore out his welcome and the, the Raiders and he don't see eye to eye and these teams want him. Here's why. I can't figure out why Lamar would have done anything to wear out his welcome in Baltimore. I can't see any reason why Baltimore wouldn't want him, but somehow they can't get lined up. Where does Lamar Jackson end up when it's all said and done? Maybe week one. Maybe week two, maybe week three, whenever he comes back. If you if you listen to a, a few people that are asking foolish questions, maybe 2024 after sitting out 2023. The question is, where does Lamar Jackson end up playing quarterback next? 757-687-9494. And by the way, staying in, in, in Baltimore and just being the quarterback in Baltimore for his entire career, definitely an option. Don't feel like you have to be bold and say, the Alouettes of the CFL. Like Baltimore makes a lot of sense. 757-687-9494. Where does Lamar Jackson end up? And and I'd actually I'd phrase that question a little differently. Is there a team desperate enough to move the mountains necessary to move and pay the things necessary to pay to get Lamar Jackson? Because there's a there's an opening. The door is at least ajar. Right? It might not be wide open for a team to run through and 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 walk away from Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, but it's ajar, right? The door is cracked. It's definitely not deadbolted. Jeff Darlington on Canty and Carlin explained there's gonna be a lot more drama on the way. With Lamar Jackson, you know, I think there is going to be a lot of drama in the coming weeks, if not months, if they put the especially if they put the non exclusive tag on him. Ultimately, Whatever tag they put on him, all the talk that we have about the different tags and what it means, the end goal here is still to get Lamar on a long-term deal. I think it won't be easy because someone's going to have to cave. The Ravens are either going to have to say, we'll give you the guaranteed money you want, or Lamar's going to have to say, okay, let's restructure this so I'm getting every dime that I expect, but maybe over a longer term. But ultimately, getting to that point will be filled with drama, but still remains a strong possibility. The drama is the opening. If you catch Eric DaCosta or John Harbaugh or whoever's the decision maker at that moment in Baltimore, if you catch them on a bad day, right, where they just said, Lamar, give us your best offer, and he responded with all of the money, right? They said, come on, Lamar, let's let's negotiate here. And he said, all right, I want $20 million more guaranteed than Deshaun Watson, and they walk away in a huff. If that happens to be the time you get him on the phone, 
You better have a great offer ready to roll, and you might walk away with a former unanimous MVP. But you're going to have to pay twice. You're going to have to pay twice. You have to pay the Ravens in the trade, and then you have to pay Lamar to to, to get him to sign, right? He's not going to be like, oh, well, now that you've traded me, I'm cool playing on a one-year deal for the non-exclusive tag or something along those lines. He He is going to have to get paid every which way. And that's where the desperation comes in. Is there a team out there desperate enough to make that kind of move? You have to be desperate. You have to be like 40 days in a desert with no water, desperate for a cold glass of H2O, desperate, in order to do the things that it's going to take to go get Lamar Jackson. Is there a team out there? Because you're going to have to give up three-plus first-round picks, minimum, maybe four first-round picks. That's going, to, that's going to the Ravens. That's not going to Lamar. Then once you get Lamar Jackson the rights, you have to turn around and guarantee him $250 million. 200 plus for sure. That is a ton. And some of you are saying that's ridiculous. Well, guess what? The Browns gave up three first round picks, a third round pick, and two fourth round picks for Deshaun Watson. Think about that. Three firsts, a third, and a two fourths. And then once they completed that trade, they guaranteed him 100% of a five-year, $230 million deal. So let's just say that's where it starts for Lamar because he doesn't have 22 pending civil lawsuits against him like Deshaun Watson had at that time. So let's just say three firsts, a third, two fourths, and then a five-year, $230 million deal. That's what it's going to take close to. But guess what Cleveland was? Stupid desperate. Just any port in the storm desperate. Desperate like you like 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 Eva Longoria on a television show. How about that for a reference? Desperate housewives. Desperate like you have never seen before. But that's because they had been searching for a quarterback since 1999. Right? The very first thing they did as an expansion franchise when the Browns went back to Cleveland, what did they do? They drafted Tim Couch. They started from their very first pick trying to find a quarterback, and they had struck out for 20, what was that, 23 straight years, if I did my math right? 23 straight years of not working out will leave you desperate. So, yeah, they were desperate enough to move the necessary mountains to get a player. Who's out there for Lamar like that? I'm seeing Atlanta thrown around a ton. Atlanta had an MVP like six years ago. You think they're desperate enough? You think they're thirsty enough? You think they're starved enough? I don't know. I don't believe so. Right? You're hearing the things like the owner coming out and saying, we'll pay what we need to pay to get a good veteran from the Jets. The Jets should be desperate enough. But I'm not hearing them pop up with Lamar very often. Right? Think of like Miami, if they're anti-Tua or afraid of Tua, they should be desperate enough. It's been since Dan Marino. And they, I mean, they've had a, like, at one season, they said, we're going to try to go without a quarterback. And they did the little, little wildcat thing. They said, Ronnie Brown and, and Ricky Williams are better. They've been desperate for a while. Then they had to watch Ryan Tannehill stink for them and go lead the league in passer rating for the Titans. Like they've, they've, they've got reasons to be desperate. 
They flirted with Tom Brady when they weren't even allowed to flirt with Tom Brady. They're desperate, desperate. That's what it's going to take to get Lamar Jackson. So where does Lamar Jackson end up? He could stay in Baltimore and just get paid every which way. Or he could draw a huge return in a trade and then sign a huge deal for himself and take advantage of someone's desperation. Both the Ravens would take advantage of it and he would take advantage of it. 757-687-9494. You can call in with your predictions for Lamar's future or you can text in with your predictions for Lamar's future. That number is 757-687-9494. Robbie, what are they saying on the text line? From David in the 757, the Bears are going to be stupid and trade first-rounders and Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson. That'd be interesting. You say, hey, we got a quarterback that runs a 4-4 sub-40. You have a quarterback that runs a 4-4 sub-40. What do you say we trade him, but you also give me three first-round picks in addition? Sound fair? Chicago's won that day. I mean, I don't know if you count Cutler as a franchise quarterback with, with Chicago. If you don't, it's been a long time. It's been a very long time since they've had uh, a franchise guy, and, and Lamar would immediately become the most talented quarterback they've had. That's an interesting one. I think that, I think their roster has, like, if you could bring, like, four or five other guys from the Ravens with him, maybe, but but their roster's got a lot. I don't know if they can afford to give, away, uh, give up as many picks as they need to give up. They do have the cap space. They have, like, 50, I don't know if people realize this, they have, like, $55 million more than any other team in cap space. If you just have $55 million in cap space, you're one of the best teams in the league. You're like set up looking to go spend a little shopping spree in the offseason. They have that much more than anybody else in the league. They could essentially say, we're going to guarantee you $100 and it's all going to be a signing bonus. Or it's actually, it's all going to be like first year salary and we're just going to we're just gonna eat it in year one and then you're going to count nothing against the cap from that point forward. I don't think that's what they'll do because no one ever does it that way. But it, it, the Bears are interesting. From the 757, the Atlanta Falcons are desperate. Give us Lamar. Are they, though? I mean, I know that they don't have, I don't, like, unless you're a big Desmond Ritter fan, I know they don't have their guy now. But they had their guy for 15 years. I don't think you know what desperation is yet, right? You're parched. You're not even thirsty yet. You're like, yeah, I might be, yeah, I could, I could drink some water. You're not crawling on the ground seeing mirages of, of fountains in the distance. You're not, you're, I don't know if you're there yet. I think you really want Lamar, and you, you like the idea of, of Lamar coming into town. I think a lot of Atlanta does, but I think that price, when they see it, they're going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You want to take all of our picks, and we're going to have to give you $230 million? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Joe in Hampton's on the call-in line. He has some thoughts on Lamar's future. You can call in as well or text in. It's the same number, the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. Joe, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Lamar's future? Uh, I mean, for me personally, I'm one of those people, I do not like running quarterbacks. If you look at the history of running quarterbacks, there's always a scare of injuries, and Lamar's been having issues with that recently. To sit there and if a non-exclusive franchise tag was put on him, and trade away first-round picks 
would be the idea of, well, hopefully he doesn't get hurt and hopefully we can get a full season out of him and make the playoff run. Wait, 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 wait a second. So if they put the non-exclusive franchise tag, that's just two first round picks to bring him in. You're against even two first round picks. Yes, I would not. I mean, it's two first round picks and a massive amount of money for somebody that possibly could get hit could get hit mid-season and have an injury and then now you have all that tied up with something that's not paying off all right appreciate the call 757-687-9494 I think if you can get him for two first round picks you get him for two first round picks I don't think it's realistic that that you will get him for two first uh, but I think like even if you don't like running quarterbacks you can't pass up a deal how about this? Get him for two first-round picks, sign him to a big deal, trade him for three first-round picks. Like <laughs> just just look at it as an investment in that point that that part. Um, but but I, I I actually like the caller right at the beginning, saying, "Listen, I don't I don't like running quarterbacks. Like there is a stylistic fit. If you don't believe in running quarterbacks, even though Jalen Hurts just made it to the Super Bowl, if you don't believe in in running quarterbacks, you don't believe in running quarterbacks. Like if if you think wide receivers have to be fast, well, guess what? It doesn't matter how cheap the the guy that runs the four six is." Even if he's six five and a great jump ball catch, like a uh, catch guy, if if it's against your philosophy, it's against your philosophy. You see that a lot in, on defenses, right? It's like we run a four three, okay. We don't need a three four de- defensive end slash in guy. Like it's just it just doesn't fit. So if you're just saying that it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. You move on, right? You you answer the call. Thanks, but no thanks. Tim Donnelly Show Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. When we come back, we'll actually because we ran out of time. We will uh, we'll spin the wheel to see where Lamar goes on the quarterback wheel of destiny. Uh, and we'll also get into some Russell Wilson drama. What else is new? Stick around. Is it too early to start mock drafting for fantasy football? Totally asking for a friend. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Time for Seattle to take advantage of those two big pass rushers not in the lineup. Wilson keeps, airs it out, downfield, the rookie! Touchdown, DK Metcalf! Just thought we'd remind you of better days, Seattle fans. I guess actually, you know, Gino, eh, it wasn't bad days this year. Uh, maybe I should have phrased it this way. We just thought that highlight would, would remind you of better days, Russell Wilson fans. Because uh, this year was not great. Uh, we're going to get back to some drama coming from the uh, the Russell Wilson situation in a second. But first, we need to spin the wheel, and uh, the wheel that we have to, to spin is our quarterback wheel of destiny. It tells us what the cosmos, right, what the, the universe wants to have happen in the quarterback carousel. Uh, but first, let's go to the call-in line. Hank in Portsmouth, we're, we're assigning Lamar Jackson to a spot, and, uh, and Hank has an, an, an off-the-beaten-path idea for where Lamar might end up. Uh, you can call in as well, 757-687-9494. Hank, thanks for calling in. Where does Lamar end up? Well, all right. First, let me preface it by saying I'm I'm a huge Lamar fan. He, even though he's not on my favorite team, um, I, I would trade Lamar right now for Dak Prescott straight up. And here's why: nobody is more of a carnival barker than Jerry Jones. Can you imagine that guy in that house in Jerry's? You know, waning years with that talent? Because you know, Dak Prescott fans they sure do make up a lot of excuses because he loses a lot of big games. So. You know, one of the things I hear is the weapons. I mean, nobody has fewer weapons than Lamar Jackson. You know, when you're True. starting off saying Mark Andrews is your top weapon, just stop right there. So just flip them. 
Go ahead, Dak Prescott, and, and take all your fans with you. Because I don't, I'm, I'm not quite sure some of them are actually Cowboys fans. Do, so, do, do you think that the Ravens would even come close to accepting a deal of Dak Prescott for Lamar Jackson straight up? Why not? I mean, because I, mean, I don't, because I, I don't think many people put put Dak Prescott on on that level of quarterbacking. And oh, you ain't a Cowboys fan, my friend, and you don't see, you know. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying Cowboys fan. I'm not saying Cowboys fans don't think he's that good. I'm saying the Ravens don't think he's that good. Hey, Ryan Clark thinks he's that good. You know, I watch. I watch Marcus Spears talk about how Dak. Oh, it's a, it's a wonder the Cowboys win a game if you listen to some of these people. It bothers me. I'm a Cowboys fan, okay. And trust me, when 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 they get to talking and oh, Dak Prescott, if, if Diggs hadn't done this and if Diggs would have hit Kittle's. If Dak would have hit two long touchdowns that were open, Gallup and CD were open for touchdowns, and he missed them both. And then, uh, you know, let's talk about the picks. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. You're arguing on my side of things, right? You're saying Dak oh, is. No. You're oh, no. so. Trust me, I'm saying what I'm saying is Lamar. Everybody says Lamar's missed time. So is Dak, right? Let me tell you something about Lamar. What he'd have done if he'd have gotten paid, I guarantee he'd have been in the playoff game. You get what I mean? Lamar is like, I'm not going out there, and he's playing this exactly how he should. To say Lamar isn't tough, that's one of the toughest players in the league, and he's dynamic. I, I appreciate the call, Hank. Um, call back in any time. I, I love your energy. 757-687-9494. Um, Can he spin the ball? I, I, I think more people in the NFL would recognize that it would be Dak Prescott plus, plus, plus to trade for Lamar Jackson. And getting out of that Dak Prescott contract alone might just be the the like you might have to add something on just for them to take that that they're like we're trying to not pay Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure we want to sign up to pay Dak Prescott. Um, I don't. I mean, I would like to see him on that Cowboys roster. I think it would be fun to see him in CD, and I think it would be fun to see him in Pollard if he comes back healthy. Um, but but I I don't see it happening that way. All right, let's see what the let's see what the. Uh, <laughs> Dallas isn't even on the the wheel, the quarterback wheel of destiny we have here because they're paying Dak Prescott all of the money. They're not in the market. Uh, but we'll see. If, if it lands on dealer's choice, maybe I'll just go ahead and put him on Dallas. Uh, where will Lamar go? We'll spin the wheel right now. Uh, it, it's one off of New Orleans. We'll call it New Orleans. It landed on Atlanta, but that has Aaron Rodgers in there, and the only one that's open anywhere near anywhere nearby is New Orleans. Man, Atlanta fans are are mad right now. It landed on Atlanta, but Aaron Rodgers had already taken the spot. Right, it's musical chairs, and New Orleans is right next to it, and and all the others are filled up around it. Uh, New Orleans gets Lamar. I don't know how they pay for it. They are, they're way over the salary cap. They'd have to give them. They'd have to do like uh, what Cleveland did with Deshaun. Give him like one dollar in salary this year, and then all of it into the 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 back half. Is that one dollar guaranteed fully? The one dollar would be guaranteed. Ad would be as would be like a uh, a roster bonus of eighty million dollars on the first year or first day of next league year, fully guaranteed. Uh, like that's that's the only way they can make it happen. So the the wheel of destiny, not exactly the wheel of logic today. It was the wheel of logic on Wednesday. Today it's 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 less crazy. Um, I want to look at this. I want to look at this Russell Wilson deal. We might come back to it later in the show because we we're, we're we're running a little low on time here. Uh, but the way Russell Wilson's career with the Seattle Seahawks ended with a trade, 
since then, it's just gotten uglier and uglier, right? Since then, it just, it's been, been recognized that Geno Smith can step in and do a lot of the same things. Uh, he has not played well in Denver. Um, and now we're getting this, uh, according to the athletic, or I'll just read, read the sentence here to give the proper sourcing. Russell Wilson asked Seahawks ownership to fire coach Pete Carroll and general manager, John Snyder last year. Sources told the athletic. According to the athletic, the, with the timing of it, is he asked to fire Pete Carroll and John Schneider. A few weeks later, he was traded to Denver. Now, again, to get to give both sides, Russell Wilson tweeted out, "I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me. And John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle." I've said this before. I don't think Russell is the most credible guy in the world. That is a power play that didn't work out for you. That is the ultimate. You didn't recognize who was actually wearing the pants in a relationship. I, I have you uh, I, now. Very few of you have likely done this. There's a really good book out there. It's called The Five Families. It's on the the creation all the way up to modern day of uh, the five mafia families in in New York City. Um, and it even goes up into the the Buffalo Mafia, the New Orleans Mafia, Florida, like the Vegas. It's really it's long. Oh, that's what I'll say. I think it's like two thousand two twenty five hundred pages, something like that. Um, that's okay. But I read it. it's a really good book. Like I said, I recommend it. It's called The Five Families. Um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that happens in the mafia, where like the fourth and good music choice, like the fourth in command thinks everybody is on their side over the number one in command, and they're going to go do a big overthrow. And they, they bring in who they think are their trusted companions and, and comrades. And they say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do the other. Uh, we're going to, we're going to ambush them in the Italian restaurant. And then a couple of, couple of days later, the person, they get ambushed in an Italian restaurant. I'm talking about the person that was making the plan because everyone was more loyal to the number one than, than to them. And, and you realize it's like, oh, you thought you were more powerful than you were. Russell went to the ownership and he said, listen, I think we should ambush John Snyder and, and Pete Carroll in, in the facility and we should send them home. We should fire them. So, okay. All right. They went right to John Snyder, said, go get the most he can for Russell Wilson. He's trying to, he's trying to out you. And then think about it this way. You're a franchise quarterback in your early thirties. Okay, quarterbacks now are playing into their their mid to late thirties, at least forties in some cases. You're a, a franchise quarterback in your early thirties, and you lost a power battle, a power struggle with a seventy plus year old coach. That says more about what they thought about Russell Wilson in Seattle than anything. They say, by the way, Pete Carroll is the oldest coach in the league. Like, he's not one of. He is the oldest coach. You may think Belichick. You may think this guy. That guy. No. He's the oldest coach in the league. And Russell couldn't even put the, the metaphorical hit out on him. That's a tough, tough look for Russell. Things have not been coming up Russ recently. And I've, I said a lot of things about Russell back when he was, when it was all gold and glitter in, in Seattle. And everybody told me I was wrong. Oh, he's not the kind of guy that publicly would say you're best friends and drop into your 
uh, your your press conference to put your ar- his arm around you just to say me and Pete are best friends, and then go behind your back and go to the ownership and say, "Hey, fire Pete." He's not that guy. Well, look at me now, or look at him now. But he denied it in a tweet. What'd you want him to say? Yeah, I went to the ownership. I said, "Fire that guy." Instead, they traded me. Thumbs up, everybody. Come visit me in my giant, most expensive residential home ever sold in Denver history. Oh, no, wait. Country, let's ride. Oh, no, wait. You can't come visit me. There's only four rooms in my house. Mr. Unlimited. Let's try to make you some money so maybe you can afford the largest residential house in Denver history. Uh, Virginia is for covers coming up next. Hey, Seattle. Here in the Commonwealth, we love long walks on the beach, candlelit dinners, and making piles and piles of cash. It's Virginia is for covers on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hold up. That's right. You've heard of Virginia is for lovers. It's a jingle. It's a slogan. It's what's on the sign as you drive into Virginia. But that's not what we're about. We're about Virginia is for covers. We're about winning bets. We're about making you money. That's right. At the end, very something special that can actually put money in your pocket. Cold hard cash. Let's get it started. Uh, I'll give you my first three bets or, or my three favorite bets. Then we'll get to the, the something special at the end. Robbie will give his as well. Uh, I'll get it started with Russell Westbrook. Uh, I think he is over six and a half assists versus the Kings tonight. And, and the reason why I say that is because I think when you're new to a team and you're somebody that has the ability to rack up assists the way that Russell Westbrook can rack up assists, you do that, right? You want to endear yourself to your teammates. Uh, there was a report today that internally the Clippers were actually against bringing in Westbrook uh, until Paul George kind of vouched for him and said, no, guys, we want him. Uh, so so Russell's got to go in there and earn some friends. And guess how you earn friends? It's not by taking a bunch of mid-range jumpers that clank off the rim. It's about running, it's about rebounding, and it's about setting them up for easy buckets. I think he goes over six and a half assists. Well, if Russ is going to be dishing him out, Kawhi Leonard's going to be uh, putting him in the hoop. So give me Kawhi Leonard over one and a half three-pointers to be made. I think it's a pretty good line. He either hits a lot or he doesn't hit many and all, and it's almost like an every other game thing. I expect him to start this post-All-Star break with a bang with some threes, at least over one and a half. Uh, that's, that was completely unplanned. We don't go over our picks beforehand, but but like – you know, three or four driving kicks from Russell to, to Kawhi, and, and we're both looking pretty good there. Uh, again, that was completely unplanned. I'm going to stick in the NBA. Warriors minus 10.5 over Houston. That's a lot of points to give for the Warriors, who are a borderline playoff team. But again, I'm a narrative better. I like storylines. I like to look at motivations. I like to know, look at which teams are desperate, which teams will scratch and claw, and which teams will roll over. Uh, Houston, during the All-Star break, had their owner – Scream, pray for Victor, meaning Victor Wembanyama, who is a prospect in the upcoming draft, which essentially means pray that our team stinks and we get the most ping pong balls possible in the lottery. Um, meanwhile, Golden State, I mean, they are, they're desperate, right? They are, as I mentioned, a fringe playoff team, and they're not a team that ever rebuilds, right? They, even when they had the number two overall pick, it felt like reloading, not rebuilding. They want to make the playoffs every year, uh, and, and they have some guys that will be, be going pretty aggressively against Houston. I'm going to hop over to the XFL on Sunday. San Antonio, the Brahmas, 
to cover the three and a half against the Orlando Guardians. Both teams coming off decent losses. Orlando got blown out in their first game, and I think the exact same thing is <laughs> going to happen. So give me San Antonio, the Brahmas, to cover the three and a half points against the Orlando Guardians. Can we just talk about how going into the XFL, I said A.J. McCarron is the one you want to focus on? That's the one. Because because he's been in big moments, right? He's been a professional. Like I used, I used to see it because I played FCS football, 1AA. When there were good players that transferred from 1A down to, to us in the FCS 1AA level, they kind of just – they were better because they were so comfortable. They were just like – yeah, playing in front of 25,000, not the same as playing in front of 80,000. And and it was like, th- th- if they would just dominate. And I kind of thought A.J. AJ McCarron would be there, not just because he's started games in the NFL, but because the XFL compared to Alabama has to feel like men's league, rec league. Like, it has to. Uh, and, and sure enough, it's like every game they're down 37 with two minutes left, and then A.J. McCarron's like, doop, 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 doop. Touchdown, 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 we win. Uh, so shout out to A.J. McCarron. Didn't think he had it in him in the NFL, but he's got it for sure in the XFL. Uh, Last one for me, back to the NBA. Devin Booker over 25 and a half points against OKC. Durant not playing, but Durant is coming, right? I I feel like it's it's like uh, Omar in the wire, right? Like he's whistling, he's he's on the way, and Booker is going to do everything he can to establish like I'm still the scorer on this team. Uh, and he's also going to do the best he can to keep his average high. Once Durant's around, obviously there's going to be less shots for everybody else. So so Booker is going to go, you know, I'm going to try to score 50 here. That way I can score 20 for a while and still average 27. Uh, so, so Booker over 25 and a half. We are going to hop on over to another sport, the NHL. In this one, the LA Kings are facing off against the Islanders. Tim, I hate betting unders, but I'm, I'm I'm betting the under on this one. Under six goals, both very slow-powered offenses, both very good goalies. So under six, I just think it's a lock for the weekend. I don't mind betting unders if it's not a game I'm going to watch. If I'm going to watch the game, I do not want to be mad every time a goal is scored or, or a, a three-pointer is made or a touchdown is scored. If I'm not going to watch the game, then it's fine, right? I can just check the score at the end and go all right, I won or I lost. But if I'm watching the game and you bet an under and you're around me and you're just killing vibes, I'm going to be very upset. So Fair enough. I will not be watching the LA Kings game with, with you, Robbie. Uh, it's time for the touchdown parlay. This is a four-leg parlay that we put together uh, by picking one of my bets. Robbie gets to throw one in there. Twitter on our Twitter at ESPN Radio 941 gets to uh, – there. we put up a poll and, and you, the listeners, get to vote. Um, and actually, come, it's a tie right now, so get there quickly if you can break the tie. Um, and then the, the last one is something we call the honey hole. I'll explain that when we get to it. I'm going to start first with Devin Booker. Devin Booker over 25 and a half. I'm throwing that in there. I think he is he is going to make sure he scores a bunch, even if it takes a ton of shots. I'm going Brahmas to cover the three and a half <laughs> against the Guardians. Again, it's the XFL. It's football. Got to have something come Sunday. All right. What was, who are the, the Brahmas playing? The Orlando Guardians. Guardians. What are they guarding in Orlando? Disney? Exactly. Uh, Mickey Mouse. They don't have I guess nah, it's hard to get into Disney. I was going to say they don't have guards. It's like a place for kids, but it's now they they've high high fences. Um we'll go honey hole next. The only real basketball honey hole we have is Drew Holiday over in, in rebounds. We have to 
We have to start hitting some of these regular bets so we can add to our, our honey hole options. Uh, but Drew Holiday, over five and a half rebounds against the Heat. Uh, a caller tipped us off on it a couple months ago. He, he does tend to hit the over in rebounds. Like, it's a high percentage. Uh, so Drew Holiday, over five and a half rebounds. Uh, and from the text line, or sorry, from the Twitter line, I'm going to refresh here just to see if the tie was broken quickly there. Uh, we post these every single Friday at ESPN Radio 941. Uh, nobody broke it. Way to go. Uh, so we'll just take the Bucks minus the one and a half because uh, it's on top and somehow first matters. Bucks minus one and a half against the Heat. That's I'm surprised that's not bigger, but Giannis is probably still out, right? So there we go. That's the four-leg parlay. We have Devin Booker over 25 and a half versus OKC. The Brahmas covering against the Guardians. Drew Holiday over five and a half rebounds. Oh, no, wait. We can't do the... I can't, we can't do Drew Holiday. Oh, because the... Dang it. This is going to be... Tim, throw in your Russell Westbrook Yeah, we'll go pick. Russell Westbrook. That's similar yeah. to... That, that's at least a, a perimeter player. Because you can't have two bets from the same game. Very unprepared on our part. So Russell Westbrook over six and a half assists versus the Kings. Devin Booker over 25 and a half against OKC. Uh, the Brahmas to cover against the Guardians. The Bucks minus the one and a half. And that will be our touchdown parlay. We bet real money on the bet. If all four of those things hit, we pass along 100% of the winnings to you, the listener. So that's what you're rooting for. That's what we're rooting for. We're all on the same team here. When we come back, quarterback week continues. Baker Mayfield. Did he rehab his reputation enough to get a shot at a starting job this offseason? He went to the Rams. He stole everyone's hearts. Did he steal a starting job? Stick around. Sports talk with a side of movie quotes. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Baker Mayfield is really famous. Good at commercials. He was a first-round pick, Heisman Trophy winner. Is he going to be a starting quarterback next year? That's the question. Is some team going to give him a chance to be quarterback number one? QB one. 757-687-9494. That's the call-in line. That's also the text line. Will Baker get a starting quarterback shot? 757-687-9494. Uh, Baker was traded last offseason. Let's just run through it all, right? Baker was traded last, last offseason from the Browns to the Panthers, and he had to negotiate a pay cut just to facilitate that move. Then he was benched by the Panthers. Then he was cut by the Panthers. And then he stole everyone's hearts, right? By the end of that magical Thursday night game when he had 48 hours to learn as much of the playbook as you possibly could for the Rams, and he won the game over the Raiders, by the end of that, he was a starter again, right? By the end of that, teams were saying, hey, I think we should give Baker a chance. All of a sudden, he was getting the Sam Darnold treatment, right? Everything that he did wrong, they were blaming on the teams that he played for. Well, I mean, how could you expect him to do much of anything with the Browns? And the, the Panthers, they uh, Matt Rule, they don't know how to handle the quarterbacks. It took him one 98-yard drive at the end of a random Thursday night game where he didn't even know the plays to vault back into starting quarterback contention. And then he cooled off, right? from After that game, he cooled off. He did have a pretty good game against Denver, which their defense is very good. He lit him up, meaning the Rams let him up by about – 50 uh so he, he it wasn't all bad from that point forward but it wasn't all good from that point forward either mike florio of pft on baker mayfield's market 
when you bring that big personality with you, which Baker Mayfield does, he did a good job in Carolina of kind of keeping it under wraps as far as we know. We don't know what they dealt with behind closed doors. But publicly, he wasn't brash. He didn't fight with reporters. A lot of the behaviors we saw in his first four years with the Browns didn't translate to the Panthers, which tells me he's got some self-awareness. The market will determine whether or not he's a starter. Baker Mayfield does not have a vote on whether or not he's a starter. Well, he does. <laughs> I mean, he's, he doesn't have the final say, but deciding where and, and which offers he wants to entertain will help decide if he ends up having a chance to start. Right? If he takes an offer from Houston, there's a chance he'll be the bridge starter to whoever they take with the number two overall pick. If he takes an offer from Buffalo, he's going to end up backing up Josh Allen. Like he has some kind of say, but yes, I agree that it's not, he doesn't hold the cards in this decision at the moment. The question is, does anyone out there who does hold the cards see enough in him to, in him to give him another shot? Now it felt like we started at the beginning when I talked, you know, all the way, let's go back to last off season. It's not that. Let's go back to when we first we were first introduced to Baker Mayfield. When he was the Big 12 offensive freshman of the year at Texas Tech. And then was replaced by Patrick Mahomes the next year. And he went to Oklahoma and won the Heisman. And then let's 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 look at him with Cleveland when he showed up and nobody thought Cleveland could win and he took him to the playoffs and won a playoff game. And then let's take it, like you can take it all the way through. This guy plays better when he's counted out. This guy plays better when when he is furiously trying to prove to everybody that they have it wrong. Go back and look at his high school. Lake Lake Travis, Lake Norman, it's one of the lakes. But uh, his high school, I think they're still on the streak. I don't think it's been broken. Something like 13 straight quarterbacks at his high school have gone on to be Division I quarterbacks. Virginia Tech fans might remember one of them, Michael Brewer. Also, Charlie Brewer's little brother. Also, Todd Reesing, who ended up going to an Orange Bowl as Kansas's quarterback. Also, Garrett Gilbert, who ended up replacing Colt McCoy in the national championship game for Texas and then bouncing around a little bit. Like, everybody from that high school goes on to big things. He came out and could barely get scholarship offers. Lake Travis. Lake Travis. What did I say? Lake Norman? I think I said you Lake said, Travis. You said yeah. Lake Travis, yep. They are a little quarterback. Like if if you are halfway good and you go to that school, you're going to walk away with a bunch of offers. He was the one that had to walk on. He walked on. Went on to win the Heisman. He came in on a Tuesday. Everybody said, you can't learn the offense well enough to play on a Thursday. On Thursday, he beat the Raiders. So I hear everybody, right? Call and text lines open, 757-687-9494. I hear you. Oh, he shouldn't be. Oh, he shouldn't be. Trust me. As soon as you say he shouldn't be, it almost guarantees he will. Also, and I've I've said this a lot. This is not new for Baker Mayfield. What do top picks have? They're like cats. They have nine lives. If Baker Mayfield was a fifth-round pick, he'd probably be working for the Big 12 Network at this point in time. He'd be hilarious in the studio shows. They may even move him over to the SEC network so people will watch what he does. Make him like, hey, Oklahoma, they're, they're going to end up there eventually. 
Like that, that is the benefit of being the number one overall pick. People will continue to give you a chance. Josh Rosen was in the NFL this past year for for a cup of coffee. I think he, I, I think up to this point, there's 32 teams in the NFL. I think he's been on 87 of them. Like he's been for all of them. I think I seriously, I think he's up to seven or eight teams that he's played on and, and same draft class, right? Like, like he's bounced around the top draft picks get chances. So, and then I know they weren't all starting chances for, for Rosen, but, but Baker's shown a lot more than Rosen. I think Baker's going to get a chance to start. I think he is someone you can bring in, in a true competition. If you don't have any options, you could do a lot worse than settling on someone else plus Baker Mayfield. I like him when the world has written him off. I like him when the world has written him off. I'm going to spin the wheel and I'm just going to hope that uh <laughs> I'm just going to hope that it ends up where I want it to because there's one that I want to talk about that I like, but I want to see if the 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 wheel gets there on its own so this is the quarterback wheel of destiny we are placing baker mayfield this is where he is going to end up uh as a quarterback next year it landed on houston but we're gonna do the same thing because all of the ones are filled around it that's the jets do I think Baker Mayfield will end up at the Jets? I think every Jets fan would be furious if he ends up with the Jets, unless they also draft someone. Right? Maybe they think the problem with Zach Wilson is that they didn't have somebody to start and truly start and give him the on-ramp to to uh learn. So maybe Baker's the starter and like Will Levis is the 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 guy, but I I don't see that one happening. The team I wanted it to end on was Green Bay. If Rodgers moves on and they want to give Jordan Love the shot, they could they could say we're going to make him compete with Baker. Jordan Love is still on a rookie contract, so he's cheap. You bring in Baker on a $10, 15000000 million a year deal for a one-year prove-it thing like a Mariota deal from last year, I think that could actually work out, right? Because you know Baker's going to be like a, you know, Terrier of some kind in that fight, right? He, he's going to scratch and claw to beat Jordan Love, and you can make Jordan Love win that job rather than just handing it to him. I think that's fine. Walker in Newport News is on the call in line. You can be as well, 757-687-9494. He has a thought on where Baker might end up. Walker, thanks for calling in. Where do you see Baker playing? Uh, I want to see Baker with the Raiders. I think with the offense there, I think they can make him – you know, put in positions to succeed. If they bring back Jacobs, he's got a running game like he had with Chubb and Cleveland. He's got Devontae Adams, by far the best receiver he would have ever had. Possibly Darren Waller, possibly Hunter Renfro. I think they can make it work. I like the call. Appreciate it. Uh, the Raiders, and I also see people saying like he has the attitude of a Raider. I think that's a little over. Like the last thing I'm looking for is like if their their aesthetic pleases my aesthetic. You know, the the quintessential of that is. Anytime Michigan's hiring a football coach, it needs to be a Michigan man. I'm always going like, well, what if the best coach for your team happens to not have gone to Michigan? What are you going to do? You're just going to ignore it because he doesn't bleed and know the bleed blue and gold, maize and blue, sorry, and, and he doesn't know the alma mater? Like if the best quarterback for the Raiders isn't idolizing Al Davis, are you going to be like, sorry, you said just win all the time you try to instead of just win baby. Eh, it's not going to work. I wouldn't hate Baker with the Raiders, but again, I think you need to have competition for him. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Jeff Bezos, he's calling his money people. 
He's saying, can you look into this whole commander's investment? I have this question. What's the point of being worth $120 billion if you can't splurge on an NFL team without checking with your money, people? Stick around.